This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thank you, Stoney. A little music, a little football. Five days of college football kickoff tonight, John. I can feel it. So close. It, it 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 does. It feels like it's right there, but still so far away because you get some great matchups, but nothing that really just you know jumps out at you says ah oh, this is going to be unbelievable. One uh, game. One say game. there's one. We'll one, get one to it. Yeah. Five questions for five days of college football. Question one: Fox Big Noon kickoff. Deion Sanders, year one at Colorado, kicks off against TCU. What are your expectations for the unknown that is Dion's Colorado Buffaloes? There is so much intrigue with only 10 scholarship players remaining from the roster. That was the Colorado Buffaloes last year before Dion took over. He, we, the very famous speech of, hey, pack your bags, get out. I got my you own know, luggage. I, I've got my own luggage coming in. And, uh, you know, Shadur Sanders, his son, going to be their starting quarterback. I'm curious as to how that transition goes from the HBCU level to an end of level of competition, which is can be very good to where he's going to be playing against TCU. There's a number of transfers. The guys that he brought with them, Turner, I believe, is the, the corner, the, the number one recruit in the country a couple of years ago. Hunter, Hunter yeah. yes, Hunter. Travis Hunter. As I, I think is going to perform well. And they're going to use him on both sides of the ball. They're going to have to use mm-hmm. him on both sides of the ball because the other transfers, there's nothing real special that sets them out. They're just guys that, hey, they didn't like their home. They're coming back or they're coming to Colorado. But it's the energy that Dion brings. It's the energy. It's the leadership. He is a good leader. He's a teammate of mine. I've got high hopes for him. My high hopes this year, my expectations this year, because they do play five ranked teams, teams that are ranked right now, Mm -hmm. I think they get four wins. The over-under, I think, was three and a half. I think they go over, but I'm not going to go that far. But I think four wins this year for Colorado, who had one single win last year for a roster that is basically new, a hodgepodge of characters, (laughs) I think they get four. Okay. I don't think they're going to get four, but I am also very in on what Dion's doing. He's charismatic. Guys want to play for him. Doesn't matter if you like him. 18-year-olds love him. 18 to 22 want to play for him. He's never had a losing record as a head coach, but this is a major step up. And John, the roster, just another stat on it. 50 transfer players. Yeah. 50. Do you know how many of them were top 100 portal players? Top 100 portal? Yes. I, I don't because they redo these that, rankings. Yeah, yeah okay, they, they yeah, re-rank fine, whatever. Okay. I, I don't. I I really don't care about the top 100 portal. Four. So it's like you bring in 50 dudes. Couple yeah. of them are really special, and the rest of them are castoffs that you have to bring together as a team. Is it going to happen overnight? Is it going to happen week one? Mm-mm-mm, I don't see that. I think it, it's going to be a pretty rough. I got to imagine one of them was Hunter. Was his own guy he, to begin he with. He was the number one in, yeah. the, in, in the rankings. You don't care about. All right. Second question. 
Wisconsin football. They're playing Buffalo. It's a 28-point favorite. What's most interesting, though, is style of play. They are trying to run an air raid in Madison, a place that has 300-pound offensive linemen that want to run people over. And now they bring in Mordecai at quarterback, Phil Longo from North Carolina, the OC. They're going to sling the ball around. Is this the right move for the program? This is a great question and and really a hard one to answer because you think about the identities of programs and you think about what the expectation of the fan base is. Now, if he wins, the expectation of the fan base in regards to the, the, the type of offense, it's not going to matter. It's all going to be about the wins. But you think about Rich Rod coming to Michigan and bringing a different style of offense, a different style of recruit. You didn't win right away, and it didn't last. The, the, the fan base, they have a certain expectation of the identity, and it didn't match up, and he was run out of town. Given a little bit more time, who knows? Maybe it would have worked. The trajectory was that it was getting better. This, though, for Phil Longo, if it is to work, it's going to have to be one of the systems, the air raid system, that you see some principles of it early, but you still have Braylon Allen. You still have a big offensive mm-hmm. line. You're going to have to coach to the talent that you inherited, and you're going to have to use some of the principles that you inherited. And Luke Fickle should be – should understand enough about Big Ten, his experience as the interim coach at Ohio State, his time there now at Cincinnati, that you have to be able to coach to the talent that you have, and then year after year, you flip that talent to more of the offense that you want to run, and in two or three years, yeah, full-blown air raid. If they're winning games, if if it's fun to watch, the fan base will get on board, but it comes down to winning games. I think it's going to be a mix this year. You're saying mixing a trap play every once in a while wouldn't hurt. There'll be some Pull power. the guard. There'll be exactly, some power. Exactly. Counters mix them in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. What does this do to a recruiting base when you make a change like this? Because I think with Michigan, it fundamentally changed the type of offensive lineman they were bringing in, and you don't flip that overnight. They better be right about this gamble in Wisconsin. Because if they stop recruiting those big offensive linemen to get the quicker guys, uh, you to saw pass how set, long it, it takes to reset. Reset the reset. Yeah. I don't know that this is the right move for them, and everybody has them winning the West. Oh, this no. might be an identity Not crisis everyone. that that keeps them. Not everyone. No? Quick, uh, quick, quick yeah. add-on. Yeah. Uh, who do you have winning the West? I'm going Iowa. I like Illinois, though. I think yeah. those are the two. Illinois is my, my team. Brett Bielema, big old line, three. big D-line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they'll run the ball without Chase Brown. Yeah. That's a Bielema team. Question three. Cam Rising is doubtful. I don't think he's been ruled out yet, but is not expected to play for Utah as they host Florida. Will the Gators pull off the upset tonight? I know it'll be an upset because Utah's ranked 14, defending two-time Pac-12 champs. Florida is is unranked, second year of Billy Napier. Graham Mertz, the aforementioned Wisconsin Badgers quarterback, 
who has proved to be inconsistent at best. Okay, that's generous. And so does the new scene, does the new offense, does the different style of weapons better fit Graham Mertz? That's TBD. I think it will. I think he's going to have a really good season down there. I don't think where he's going to be the, the come out of nowhere Heisman contender, but I do think he has a better season. For Florida to win this game, they are going to have to be able to rush the football. They're going to have to be able to control the tempo of the game. And last year they averaged five and a half yards per carry. Does that mean anything this year? Probably not, but it is something that they have in their repertoire. When you think about Utah, they were the second, they were second in defending the run mm-hmm. in the Pac 12 last year. Now, hey, this is a new year. Things are a little bit different. Cam rising. They may try and run the ball as well. This could be a game where, hey, we're expecting some fireworks. I don't think fireworks happen. I think this is going to be a lower scoring, pounding, you know, grounded pound, old school game. But I think Utah still comes out. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that they cover. Right. I didn't I'm ask you. I'm not doing cash the ticket with you, John. Yes, it's all is, right. This is a dub uh, for Utah. <laughs> Keep it easy. Wins and losses. You're right, though, about the total. Low scoring. It's been moving down, especially with rising potentially out. I think Utah has one of their better defenses under Kyle Whittingham. And this program consistently gets overlooked. You gave them credit. Back-to-back Pac-12 champs. Their D-line is back. Three of the four starters. Good linebacker room. They stop the run. Graham Mertz wets himself. This is Rice Eccles at night. They have the fourth longest home win streak in the sport. This is not an easy place to play. And for a quarterback who might not have a run game to benefit him, he could get hung out to dry against a good Utah defense. Low scoring, Utah wins. Fourth question on our five questions for five days of college football kicks off tonight. John, give me an upset pick. Any old upset pick. Someone who's not favored, who's going to win their game. This this is tough because there's a lot of big spreads this week. You know, you look at Utah State and Iowa. I, I, everybody's picking Iowa to be the, the West champ in the Big Ten. But you get a new quarterback. You get some new components. I do think Cade McNamara does well at Iowa. I think that they win this game. And you look at it, it's a 23-and-a-half-point it's a spread. Right. You're looking at 30-point spreads. You're looking at 36-point spreads. Heck, Virginia-Tennessee, you look at that one and you say, well, Virginia, I mean, they're kind of a hard-nosed team. Mm-hmm. And if you're just looking to simply cover the spread, I think they cover it against Tennessee at minus 28. I'm not sold on you know Joe Milton as this Heisman Trophy contender in Tennessee. And, and so it's it's really hard to pick. If you don't have one, you don't have one. John. Oh, no, I I have one. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go, uh, where was it here? It's West Virginia, Penn State. And I'm, I'm just saying be careful because freshman quarterback, and okay, if they're not naming their quarterback, we know it, it's going to be know, Drew Alar. Be, yeah. A lot of expectations. And we know with young guys that there sometimes can be as we heard from Bryce Harper, press clippings. You could be listening to some things, and you got some talent. That you've got as much talent on this team as there is in the Big Ten. Okay. Just, it's a heads up. It could be a wake-up call. It could be a, hey, wait a second here. Penn State, they're going to be, and it could be the wake-up call that Penn State needs with those young players heading into the Big Ten season. Upset alert. I will give you South Alabama. Oh, come on. Playing Top 25 Tulane at their place. The green wave. You're not in on the green wave. Eight starters gone from that defense. They lose their lead back. Tajay Spears to the NFL. South Alabama 10-2 last year. 
16 starters back, 18 if you had the kicker punter. I know John won't. But 10-2 and two in the regular season, two losses by five total points. Publix all over Tulane. I'll take South Alabama and the Jags. Last question, Florida State LSU. It's the mega matchup. You can tell me who wins, but I want to know who this game is bigger for. I think it's biggest for Jaden Daniels and LSU. And, you know, if Florida State loses this game, it's it's kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. It, you know, they're ranked. They haven't been relevant in a number of years. If now, if they win, all of a sudden, hey, here we come. ACC, look out. This is the, the coming out party for Florida State. But if they lose, eh. If LSU wins this game, and depending on how they win, everybody's going to be like, okay, yeah, they're 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 correctly ranked, and Brian Kelly, all this stuff. But Jaden Daniels, their quarterback in year two, I think most LSU fans are expecting too much. They're expecting a Joe Burrow esque second year from Jaden Daniels, and I think for him, there's a lot of eyeballs. For Brian Kelly, there's a lot of eyeballs. If they were to lose this game. This would be a major upset. I think it's bigger for Florida State. I think the SEC gets credit for their schedule later in the year. If LSU drops the game, they'll be forgiven more than Florida State in a weak ACC. This is their chance to cement themselves coming off a 10-win season. They have their quarterback back as well in Jordan Travis. And out, uh, on, on that fringe Heisman candidate. Correct. But I, I think this, is, this could also be a question of who has more to gain versus who has more to lose. Sure. Five questions, five straight days. It starts tonight, week one, college football, 97-1.